Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. We could do hard things, and sometimes I think we just have to say it out loud. Like, hard things don't have to have the final word. We're actually talking to Lisa Whittle today at SWIS Radio. She's an author, a podcaster. And Lisa, you know, we want to invite God into our life to make some good out of all the hard things. It's a discipline, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's super hard, but that's why the book is called The Hard Good. <laughs> <laughs> There's hard things. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. What have you learned about the first part of that, discerning which is which? Yeah, that's actually really important, though, because I think that, you know, sometimes in our faith communities in the past, we've sort of sold ourselves even on the idea that everything hard is equally redeemable, that, you know, it's just sort of like this positive spin on everything that we go through in life, which can be excruciatingly painful, as we know. And I don't really buy into that philosophy. I I think that there are things in our life that can be wildly spiritually transformative. And those are the things that I talk about in the book. I know that God can do anything. I do believe that. Absolutely. I believe that Anything hard in his hands can be made good. I think that there are things, though, that are, that are just very different in the game-changing way of they are character-forming like nothing else. Now, Lisa, you talk about those things that are wildly transformative. Share a little bit of your story. Well, the piece that I talk about in the book, at least, is You know, the story of growing up in a pastor's family with a father who was very, very gifted, a gifted orator, and really used by God to do some amazing things, but also super complicated and moved us around a lot because was running from just some internal battles. And so, you know, I think I lived a a childhood like a lot of us live, which is on one hand, beloved, and on the other hand, complicated and full of hard things. And so I talk about what that feels like when you live with someone that that you watch struggle with running away from things that are hard. And so as a result, as a child, you're doing that right along with them. But then that sort of becoming my way of dealing and coping as I got older as well. And then also God just getting a hold of me and saying, let's dig in here and let's do this so that I can use you in a really powerful way. And so that sort of piece is what I chronicle in the book. Bouncing back from something hard, that's one thing. It's a reality in our life. But coming to a place where you can genuinely hope again is a whole nother part after you feel like you've just been beat down. And we're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWIS Radio. The craziness of this world and social media just beats us down again and again. It basically says, hey, Lisa, you should be freaking out about all the crazy things that are outside of your control every minute of every day. I mean, if we're just swiping through our feed on social media first thing in the morning, that's what we hear. But we have to learn to sort of rewire the way that we see hope, Lisa. What have you learned? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a wild pragmatist. So for me, <laughs> you know, I live in the real world too. And I know that, that this world is hard. That's a promise from Scripture, John 16, In this world, there will be trouble. That's something that we know, right? The other part of that verse is, take heart, I've overcome the world. And so when we dwell on the first part, we do begin to drown in all the bad news and what we currently live. So I think there's this component of 
living in the tension, which is what really the book is about, hard good. It's living in the tension of the reality in which we live. It's not pretending that it's not happening. It's not stuffing that down. It's dealing with it. It's, it's, it's dealing with what we've struggled with, what we've been through, but also living with the wild hope and understanding that we do believe in an overcomer. And that doesn't change, and that hasn't changed. And that's who we've given our life to. And so that is a secure foundation. That is a secure place of trust. And that tells me that ultimately we're going to be okay because of who we put our trust in. We're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWS Radio. We're talking about showing up for God to work in you when you just want to shut down. And Lisa, you wrote a book called The Hard Good. and It's talking about discerning the things that are rough in our life, discerning which part of that is worth fighting for. And it's not just that we have to do things, but we get to do things, right? And you write that God anoints and appoints, but usability is up to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important distinction because, you know, I think a lot of us have spent a much of our life looking for purpose and, you know, and just been saying, well, I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I'm here. You know, none of this makes sense. And all of us want to feel like that we have a purpose in being here. And so I think it's really important for people to understand that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, your purpose is completely clear. It's in Matthew 28, and it says this, to go and make disciples. That means to help people come to know Christ, help people uh, become discipled in that relationship. So that's your purpose. Now, will it look a little different for you than it does for me? Sure, because we live in different places. We have different circumstances in our life. So what that looks like in our neighborhoods and in our families, yes. A little bit different with our giftings, yes. But our purpose is no different from each other. So that's a great equalizer because then we can no longer say, well, uh, this person over here is more special. God wants to use them more than he does me. No, our purpose is all the same. Now, usability is completely different because any of us can hinder or thwart the process of God using us in a powerful way. And I believe firmly from watching my entire life my father, myself, many, many people that I've come into contact with, many of us do thwart our usability. We do hinder it because we don't allow God to use the hard things in our life to shape us and transform us in a way that we become the most usable people that we can possibly be. Now, Lisa, what do you think are some of the default things that just kind of creep in that stunt our usability? Well, I think we run away when we need to deal with things. We close our heart when we've been hurt. Uh, these are all things I talk about in the book. We withhold apologies. We become jealous of people and don't cheer for them when they get what we want. And listen, feelings of jealousy are, are going to come up because we're normal. We're human beings. What happens, though, is we don't do anything about them. We just allow those feelings of envy and jealousy over someone else's better life than ours, right, to make us feel bitter or entitled toward God instead of dealing with them. And so everything that I talk about in the book is, all right, this is a very real thing that happens to me. Now, what do I do about it? What does it look like? And so I don't just point out things that you know, might get in our way, I say, all right, let's look at it and let's talk about it and let's work through it because 
this is very important. One of my favorite things about the book that's happening that I really hoped and prayed would happen is that people are taking this book to a pastor and a counselor and they're saying, hey, I'm dealing with this. And she's talking about this in the book. Can I talk through this with you? And it's been really powerful for a lot of people. You know, it almost seems like as humans, we're never really satisfied with what we currently have. And we're talking through that with Lisa Whittle today at Swiss Radio. It seems like sometimes God will allow hard circumstances to sort of come into our life. Sometimes they refine us, you know. But when we think about what we truly say we want in life, what do we have to do to actually achieve those things? We're at a place where we can even comprehend it when we can even get it, when it's even attainable. Well, I think, first of all, one of the most important things that we can do is take a look at what we're believing about even the word good. And that's why very early on in the book, actually in the intro, I help us know what good actually is if we're a believer in Jesus Christ. Because good for a lot of us has been programmed by what culture has sold us. And because we believe that good means X, Y, Z, right? Usually a lot of money, a great house, this certain car, a certain look, whatever the case may be. We have begun to believe as we look at people next to us and their life looks better than ours, that we have done something wrong, that that's why we don't have a quote unquote good life like they do. We live our lives in comparison We live our lives somewhat frustrated with God because we feel like he hasn't given us what he's given them. And so very early on, I say, let let me tell you what good actually is, according to scripture, not Lisa Whittle's idea, because that wouldn't matter. But this is what scripture tells us. And that's important because if we know what good is, then we can understand why hard matters to get us to that place of good and why hard good is something that is a complete process on this side of heaven. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of times, like, the comparison is what's shaping our view of good, or our emotions are shaping our view of good. But truth isn't what we're making front and center as the benchmark to make sure that God's version of good is the reality of how we're living out what's good. Right, and, you know, listen, I honor feelings. I get that we are a a person that has been created with facets, body, mind, soul, that's scriptural. And so I know that. And, you know, God could have created us to be robots. He didn't. He created us with feelings. Feelings are wildly important. They tell us information we need to know about what's going on inside of us, that soul component. And without them, we wouldn't have a gauge. We wouldn't know. They make a a great informant. They make a terrible boss. And so that's the whole point of this is like, you've got feelings, don't stuff them, deal with them. But the reason why maybe that you've actually gone to the place of complete shutdown in your life is because you've been either not dealing with them or dealing with them in a very destructive way. And that's no good. Let's not do that anymore. Charles Spurgeon said, the same sun which melts wax hardens clay, and the same gospel which melts some persons to repentance hardens others in their sins. Now, we're talking about dealing with the hard good, and we're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWS Radio. What have you learned about facing tough conversations with uncomfortable truths, Lisa? I've learned a lot about that. I'm honestly, you know, even challenged myself with this. The Lord has challenged me with it, that, you know, I have a podcast, and so 
you know, you can't write about that and ask people to have those conversations if you're not willing to do that yourself. I've had tougher conversations than ever on my podcast this season because I think it's important for the church. In fact, it's vital. What happens when we don't have those conversations as faith leaders in the church is that cultures basically says, okay, you're not willing to have these conversations? Well, we will. And what we'll do is we'll insert a humanistic cultural perspective And we'll get that out there. We'll get that information out there. And then there's no truth in it, or there's half truth in it, which is not truth. And it will get out there, and then people will begin to buy into that. And here the church is quiet or, you know, silent or or holding back. And listen, there's a lot of important things at play. I believe in wisdom and speaking out about things. I've written about that extensively. I also believe that for a long time, the church has not wanted to dive into hard conversations because either we haven't felt confident enough in our convictions or in some way we've had this false belief that that compromises the strength of the body of Christ. None of that is actually true. And so we must be leading out in these conversations rather than responding to culture because it makes the church seem like we're hiding And that is not at all what position we want to be in. If we really want to wrap our heart and our head around the hard good, we've got to keep showing up. And we're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWIS Radio. Lisa, the Apostle Paul said it in Galatians really well, right? Let's not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we'll reap that harvest if what? (laughs) We don't give up. It's interesting for a lot of us, maybe you start a business or maybe you go back to school and you're going to do some different education because you want to work differently or you set some goals for your health just to change some things. And it starts all right. You know, you've got some motivation, you've got some gas in the tank, but then the hard comes and it changes your focus a little bit. And hope is such a key part of pushing past so you can finish well. It is. I think hope is one of those things that I think to people feels a little bit nebulous because, you know, in the day in and day out, as you say, you know, things happen, they trigger us. We can be having a great morning and within five hours that day can completely go sour. What I advocate for with people is this, you know, faith is something that we exercise as we do our due diligence with the resources and things that God has given us on this side of heaven. I, I, I love that about my relationship with Jesus. It's like, you know, you have this childlike faith that just believes that God can do anything, and, and we can't ever lose that. And we walk, you know, without real eyesight, knowing exactly what's around the corner, knowing what, what is to come, but believing in someone bigger than us that knows. And so I love that idea. And I also love that at the same time, we utilize strengthening tools that God has provided for us so that when those things come, we have a different kind of spiritual confidence. And uh, of course, the Bible is the go-to. That is the ultimate source. That is really all that we need. And I'm grateful that in that, which is always what I point people to, and in, in what God's called me to do, you know, I'm able to write things like the hard good and the Bible study that go with it. Because to me, those are things that will help folks really have some practical strengthening tools so that when the next thing that comes around the corner that we don't know what it is, we will have some things in our 
repertoire in our, you know, Rolodex that dates me to call upon and to remember. We're talking about dealing with the hard things, pushing through to see the good things, and being able to discern the journey and the process. We're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWS Radio. Lisa, in your new book, The Hard Good, there was something you wrote that sort of jumped off the page for me. It said, you know, when God makes us wait, it's because he wants to save us from something, give us something better, or form us in something we need. And for me to write this, it rolls off my fingertips, but for you to highlight it probably feels right too. But living, living it out, that's a whole different hard story. Lisa, for a lot of Jesus followers who've been doing this for a long time, who have maybe been praying for some healing or some restoration and just pushing through on the grind of crazy things they haven't seen come to fruition, what have you noticed about the hard point of where you want to give up, where you feel like maybe this isn't God's will, maybe this isn't what God has for me, maybe this is just harder, maybe doors are closing. Like, What have you learned about discerning when to sort of say, okay, maybe that's true, or you know what, no, keep pushing because you're almost there. Well, that is tough. You know, I, I wish there was a one answer for this. I wish there was a, well, when this happens, you know it's time to fold it all up. No, that's not the way that the journey works. And that may be frustrating, but what, first of all, I didn't set up the rules. Um, (laughs) But what I will tell you is that's why the relationship with God and walking with him daily is really important because those kinds of moments happen a lot. And we have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit to know, you know, what do I do next? I think that certainly one sign for me that, you know, things are prolonged and perhaps becoming not healthy for me is if it is altering really kind of who I am. You know, when something has gone on for a long time and I've just been pining over it or or whatever the case may be, and I, I, I now have gotten to the point where I'm really overly irritable with everyone in my family. I'm, you know, maybe acting out in a bad way and some bad habits or so forth. Um, That could either be a sign that I just need to address something with God and the weight, or that perhaps this is time to say, you know what, maybe this is a dream that needs to, you know, be put in the dream graveyard and grieve that and then move on with God. But, you know, I, I know this, A lot of times waiting and being, you know, wanting God to do something, it can lead to impatience on our part and impatience leads to mistakes. So we have to be very cautious that we don't go over to the weeds because we're tired of waiting. (laughs) And, um, you know, a lot of us do that. So, you know, that chapter is really important, I think, for, for those of us who struggle with waiting. And that's pretty much all of us, I've found. Nobody wants to talk about pride, but everybody wrestles with it in one form or another. And we're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWS Radio. And there's this desire as we have some success in life, or even when we overcome crazy things, there's this desire that sort of emerges to be popular and it can sort of cancel out some of the desires that we have to actually push through for the work that God wants us to do, like that kingdom work. Now, Lisa, do you feel like the need to be popular will eventually compromise? something if that's our focus? Uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> you've gotten on something that I could preach on for a long time, but I won't because this is a quick show. I actually wrote about this extensively in my book, I Want God, back in, oh goodness, 2014. 100%. The desire for popularity changes everything. It changes the conversations we're willing to have. It changes the things that we're willing to fight for. 
changes what we want, changes what we love, 100%. And that is one of the things that has to die before you can really be used by God in the way that he intends, all of us. It doesn't matter what your personality is, and it doesn't matter if you struggle, say you struggle with people-pleasing issues or not. You know, all of us, to some degree, struggle with the desire to please man. That is not a temperament. That is a human condition. And so, you know, it might take on different forms. It might be for some people worse than others, but we all have that desire. So, you know, if, if something, if you've said in your life, oh boy, I just wish God would use me or, or, you know, I see God use other people and he's not using me. I would take a very hard look at where your desire meter is to get approval from other people. Because I can tell you right now, that is something that has to be dealt with first and foremost before God can really use you in the way he wants. Well, we're talking with Lisa Whittle today at SWS Radio, and she has a new book. It's called The Hard Good. It's showing up for God to work in you when you just want to shut down. Hey, Lisa, thanks for spending some time with us today at SWS Radio. Oh, thank you. It's been my joy. You're clear to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.